We are here with the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Super Dave Vaughn is here taking the uh, the phone calls, answering your questions. Lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And for the duration, one 225 talk That number is absolutely toll-free till around 10 to 8. We'll take your calls if it's concerns about severance, your job, a job offer, your boss, workplace harassment, anything like that. Calling for yourself, a friend, a family member, please do so. Would love to talk to you over the next 50 minutes or so and get you some answers to uh, to go away with a little, a little smarter, a little wiser in the world of employment than you were before you uh, decided to call in. We'll get to that. We'll get to the severance pay calculator and all kinds of stuff concerning emails and temporary layoffs as well we'll discuss those first so dave we always uh, start with a little bit of a uh, week that was maybe a couple stories that uh, that you're working on what's happening with you yeah not too uh, not too much but uh, some uh, interesting stories recently uh to share um the first one is more of a uh a cautionary tale um i spoke with someone recently who uh signed who had about eight uh, years of service uh, just over, and um, at that point, the employer introduced a new employment contract or a new right. employment agreement. They'd never signed one before, and uh, they provided a signing bonus of five hundred dollars to sign it. There was no promotion. Okay. There was no, uh, you know, uh, a salary increase. It was just a one-time signing bonus. Um, the employee signs it, and then a year or so later, they're let go. And if you look at the contract of employment, it has a ESA termination clause. So it says it limits the person's termination entitlements to the Employment Standards Act minimum. So that was eight weeks for this individual. Okay. And before that happened, this person would have had, you know, at the time of termination, probably around 10 months wow. of severance entitlement. Yet after signing this clause in exchange for 500 bucks, they get less than two months. Jeez. And there was there was nothing we could do, um, the, and that's the uh, the dangers of signing a contract, signing an employment agreement, without getting legal advice. Because this person had no obligation to sign this. Right. And um, I'm sure you know the $500 bonus seemed uh, appealing at the time, but when you understand what you're giving up um, to sign it, um, you know it's a huge. Uh, it should be a huge deterrent and and a huge um, you know reason to get legal advice before signing something like this. So had that person not been offered and not taken a $500 bonus, simply signed the uh, the new offer and handed it back, fast forward to the uh, the day they were let go, different story, right? It would be, yes. And, yeah. and we see that, that type of case all the time. And uh, you know, we are able to help uh, in those situations because um, it, in the situation described, the person that was not provided with consideration, they were just introduced a new contract, they didn't get anything in exchange for signing it. So it would be unenforceable. The employer is still going to try to argue that it's, you know, that, you know, you signed it, you agreed to it, you worked under it, um, but uh, you know that that argument would likely fail um, based on the consideration concept. Uh, so you know, in, in most cases, if an employer is trying to introduce a, a contract to you, especially if they're trying to give you some type of a signing bonus, definitely get it looked at because there's a reason for that. There's a reason they're introducing that. Otherwise, there's no. If it wasn't going to benefit them, uh, if it wasn't going to take away some type of uh, rights that you have, there's really no reason to introduce the contract for the employer. Is 500 bucks some sort of threshold, or is that just a random number they picked out, or they figured out oh, this would be enough to entice this particular uh, employee to uh, to sign on the dotted line? Yeah, that w- it's a random number. Um, yeah. That uh, that was the number they chose. I guess it was uh, obviously you know it's a it's a nice bonus to have, right? Sure. And um, you know they probably sold it as oh it's just formalizing all the terms of employment, and uh, and everyone signed on. So um, and the the thing to know about that is. Even if you're offered that, even if you're offered that 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 five hundred dollar bonus, uh, even if you're offered a salary increase, 
you don't have an obligation to sign a new contract of employment. Gotcha. Um, I mean, they could turn around and terminate your employment if you don't do it, but then you still have, you, you're protected, you have that severance pay that you're owed um, mm-hmm. from before signing that. Right. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll free. What else you got going on? Yeah, another case I dealt with um, recently was a cause case, okay. and um, my client had about fifteen years of service of you know stellar record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did very well. Um, great sales targets, good numbers. Never any performance concerns. Never any issues. Basically, ran their own uh, yeah account um, within the company. Um, about Six months prior to termination, um, the employer uh, basically highlights some some sales issues they have, and uh, with this person, and they um, the uh, you know they, they just identify some issues they have, and they say you know over the next six months, um, if your sales um, drop to you know ten percent, yeah, or if you lose a major account mm-hmm. uh, business, then we're going to terminate your employment for cause. And, uh, and, you know, over that time that did happen and they did eventually terminate for cause. And there's a number of different issues here. First of all, performance in the, in the form of sales is rarely, if ever, going to be cause for termination. It may give you a reason to terminate someone and you may say, you know what, we want someone who can, who's, who's better, who's, um, who's doing a better job, so we're going to let you go. Um, but you have to pay a severance package if you're the employer. Right. Um, so it doesn't mean you can't let them go. It just means you can't let them go for cause. Cause is reserved for the worst type of misconduct. You're really, you know, you're allowed to let someone go without notice and not pay them anything, and that's a pretty dramatic, um, you know, step to take. So it's reserved for the worst type of misconduct. Um, second, the time frame just didn't didn't really add up. Um, six months uh, was not enough time uh, for this individual to really make, um, you know, significant improvements. Sure. Um, and, and and you know, meet those uh, those you know, I would argue arbitrary targets. I mean, who who chose ten percent as the number? Um, and then, so if one account leaves, it's cause. So if one, you know, a company may have, that may have nothing to do with the sales representative, right? Right. So um, the, the timing was an issue. The the fact that these are just, you know, essentially arbitrary or random standards that, that were chosen that she um, may not even had control over. Um, those were all huge issues that uh, clearly this was not cause. And it, we were able to, uh, after going to a mediation, resolve that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Plenty of time for you to call in, one 225 talk That number's toll-free as well. Help at employmenthour.com through email. Um, did, would they not have to, in that situation as well, give some sort of uh, or provide some sort of plan or some sort of uh, you know help as to improve those sales number as opposed to saying, oh, you didn't meet them, out you go? Yeah, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, the employer, um, if you're going to institute, um, you know, a, a, performance measures um, right. and, and set targets, um, apart from what we've already spoken about, um, you need to provide some st- uh, substantive assistance. You can't just say, you need to improve your sales. Right. You need to meet these targets. You need to you know, show why, offer assistance, uh, show how the person can do that, um, and, and really offer uh, you know, a significant amount of help. Um, the time should be um, you know, reflective of the amount of time it should take to see results. Uh, Many sales jobs, I mean, you're not going to be able to turn that around in three or six months. Um, And uh, so you're going to have to uh, give a a sufficient amount of time um, to allow the person to to meet those objectives and meet those targets if you're going to have any chance of establishing cause. But even then, sales uh, performance is usually not going to be cause. Severancepaycalculator.com. Give me some details on that. 
Yeah, you can. Uh, that's a uh, great tool to use. Uh, it gives you an estimate of your severance pay, uh, severance package you'd be entitled to. Uh, so whether you've been let go uh, and you need that information right away, whether a friend's been let go, family member, or whether you just you know you're a bit worried about your job, you're worried yeah. about your uh, you know what, what's going to happen if uh, you know there's an ownership change or um, you know a new management comes in and uh, they want to get rid of me. Go to the severance pay calculator. You type in your age, your years of service, and your position, um, and your it'll provide a, a range um, that, uh, that the courts will likely give uh, award for a severance package. And that's what we work on. That work off. That's what we. That's what everything's based on. Is uh, is that, those ranges. You can do it on your desktop, your laptop. You can do it on your tablet, your phone. Doesn't matter. Severancepaycalculator.com. It's anonymous if you so choose. If not, there's a contact button on the bottom, and it's absolutely free. There's nowhere to put in a credit card, even if you wanted to. Nothing there's in no the best. charge for this sucker, right? Yeah, exactly. And what we've uh, you and I have spoken about this uh, many times on the show in the past. That um, those are the the main three factors that uh, yeah. are considered, right? Those those uh, age, years of service, and position. So the older you are, the longer you've been there, and the more senior, specialized. Uh, and, and you know your level of compensation, um, the more you're going to get. But there's other factors that go into it as well. Um, I've spoken with someone recently who had a 12-month uh, non-compete. Um, right. It was actually considered an, it was called a non-solicitation agreement. But the okay. impact of it was that they could not speak to any competitors or uh, or any clients or customers, um, and uh, in Canada. So wow, had, yeah, it was all it was. Uh, quite uh, expansive in, in terms of pretty well apply, prevented the person from working um, so in, in this country. speak or contact any competitors? That's speak correct, yeah. And, Unless you're uh, a mime, that's a bad deal, right? Yeah, and that, you know, that the impact of that was that that person could not um, work for 12 months. So it doesn't matter. In, in, in a case like that, um, you know, severance pay calculator may say you're entitled to, you know, eight, eight to nine months. But with the, with the existence of that and with them trying to enforce that, yeah. Um, that you know, severance package could easily be above twelve months because the person is effectively out of the job market for a year, and then they get to start work looking for work. Anytime you have a question about any of this or something piques your interest, you have time to call in. I'm telling you, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight. 225-TALK, that number is uh, is toll-free. Temporary layoff. So what is a temporary layoff, first of all, and how is it different than a regular termination of employment? Yeah, this is a, a tricky one that uh, we see quite a bit uh, come across our desks. Uh, temporary layoff happens when the company, um, you know, they're not, if from their perspective, they're not letting you go. They're not ending the employment relationship. They're just saying for the time being, you know, for a specific amount of time, usually they'll say it's either, you know, up to 13 weeks or up to 35 weeks. For this amount of time, we're not going to, uh, we, we don't have work for you. Uh, we're not going to pay you. We may keep you in a benefits plan, and we'll call you back when we have more work. And, um, you know, many employers uh, are under the impression, and many employees are under the impression that that is uh, legal, that that's, uh, that employers are allowed to do that. And um, that's not necessarily the case. And uh, the way a temporary layoff um you know, the only way that's allowed is if there's an implied term in the contract. So they've laid people off in the past, they've laid you off in the past, and you've agreed right. to that um, through your actions. So you've been laid off in the past and you didn't object, um, and then they called you back, you went back, and that happened several times. The other way is if you have an employment agreement that allows it. And uh, that, that I, I find very rare. Most employment agreements will not address temporary layoffs and say um, that that's allowed. So um, in most cases, when people are laid off temporarily, it's a constructive termination. So the employee can actually consider it uh, if they want as a, uh, as a termination and collect severance pay from them. 
And there's also, I guess, implied sort of layoffs. If you're talking seasonal work like pool cleaners or roofers, it's understood that, you know, in the middle of the winter, chances are you're not working, right? Right. And uh, construction's the same way. So if right. you, you know, in, in many of those industries, many of those, you, know, you can work for a company for 20 years and every single winter you're laid off from, you know, December until April. Um, right. You're not going to be allowed to, you know, December comes, say, oh, I've been temporarily laid off, so I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, uh, I want a severance package as a constructor dismissal, because that would be an implied term in the employment relationship um, right. that you've agreed to it and that, it, that it's allowed. So um, the the difference there uh, compared to a, a termination of employment is when the employer just comes out and says, you know, your employment's done. Um, you know, we're basically not bringing you back. Um, you're, you know, you're going to move on, and uh, in most cases, they'll offer a severance package. But the temporary layoff, a severance package is not going to be offered. Um, right. The employer is going to say, "We're going to call you back at some point." So um, you just have to go uh, go collect EI. We'll take a, a short pause in that regard. Get back to temporary layoffs. Your emails as well. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. And like we mentioned, always check it out first to find out what your severance should be. Severancepaycalculator.com as well. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell in 1-888-225-TALK. Toll free. Remainder of the evening. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. It's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. Plenty of time to you call, for you to call in. Gabe will answer your calls for the remainder of the evening. Dave Vaughn is, is hosting the show tonight, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That number is toll-free, so we'll uh, we'll get right at her. Marta, hello there. Uh, hi, my name is Margo, and I am calling to you uh, in regards of uh, uh, <clears throat> my husband, who was actually let go today uh, from a position of a service manager in a car, car dealership. Yeah. And the situation was that about uh, six months ago, he was approached by the competitors. Um, uh, you know, uh, they offered him a uh, good salary and so on and so forth. And uh, my husband actually took the job. Uh, he gave up a lot. He gave gave up, um, you know, excellent salary and probably hundred thousand dollars in pension. Um, he was supposed to help those other guys with, uh, you know, bringing up uh, customers, improving the service, and so on and so forth. Uh, he needed uh, to hire more technicians and. Uh, the advisors were not very, um, you know, there, there was uh, no competency. There was, there was really, um, his hands were tied. And uh, as of today, he was let go of the job. So I was just wondering if, uh, you know, something could be done that he is uh, being compensated for uh, all the sacrifices that he uh, actually mm-hmm. uh, yep. had in, in, the, in that job giving up a great position and and, and his uh, pension and coming to the uh, place where he couldn't really perform his job. Right. Yeah, I'm sensing an inducement here, Dave. Yeah, and uh, that's a tough, tough situation uh, to yeah. go through. Um, how, uh, how long was your husband with the previous company? He was with the previous company for 14 years, and he's one of the most wow. recognized uh, uh, person uh, in the business, uh, many awards and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah. ex- excellent, uh, you know, um, uh, professional and very uh, much experienced and so on and so forth. And uh, uh, he couldn't, 
he couldn't do much to improve the situation because he was not given even an opportunity. Right. Was he, um, was your husband, was he, rec- he was actually recruited, like he was approached um, for the job? Yes, he was approached uh, by the competitors uh, and, uh, okay. uh, and that's why he took the job. Okay, so um, yeah, the, um, the, the reason I ask about that is because there's a concept called inducement, which um, basically means that the court may consider um, his previous, uh, an employee's previous service if they were recruited away from secure employment that they had for a long time. Um, and uh, so how old is your husband? He's 61 years old. And um, what was the severance package offered to him by uh, the, the new company? Uh, that, that I am not so sure about, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, um, I think the, the salary was, um, was supposed to be 120000 a year, which they, they never matched that, right? So, uh, in, in, in terms of letting him go today, that you don't know yet what, uh, what he was offered? Uh, no, he uh, he didn't sign anything. He didn't want to look at <laughs> okay. it at all. He, it's it's like a huge slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it sounds like it. And um, you know, I obviously would I, I would love to review that with uh, with you and your husband because that uh, it's important to to read that and any empl- you know review any employment agreement or job offer he signed um, prior to starting. But um, I, I can tell you first of all. Even though he has only six months of service and he, he's 61, it's a very senior position, he could still get several months of severance pay just by itself. But then you have an additional issue where induced, they obviously recruited him away, it sounds like, um, and then didn't give an opportunity to actually fulfill um, you know, the objectives he was brought over for. So um, you know, you could, your husband could be entitled to a severance package that would also consider his previous service. Um, and that could be, you know, somewhere, you know, close to to 12 months or, and you know, upwards of that, even potentially depending on uh, the nature of the inducement or the recruitment. So, what I would uh, recommend you do, uh, Margot, is um, give us a call um, tomorrow, and um, and we can go through the uh, the contract and the uh, the severance offer with you and your husband and uh, decide exactly how we can. Uh, um, move forward and uh, ensure he's he gets a fair severance pack and, and is treated fairly. Yeah, Margo, don't wait on this one here. I'll give you the number uh, right away, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. And uh, call Dave tomorrow. And, of course, your husband didn't sign anything, so we'll keep that one up. We'll talk about that in uh, in just a little bit here, Dave. Want to get to, uh, to Hugh. Hey, Hugh, how are you? Good evening, gentlemen. What's going on with you? Okay. I'm a truck driver. I work for the Canadian subsidiary of a U.S.-based company. Mm-hmm. The company is chartered federally rather than provincially. And in casual conversation with one of the supervisors recently, the supervisor indicated that in the event of a severance, federal rules apply and you're looking at two days per month. Per so year. Two days per year. Yeah. And I was a little surprised at that because I thought in cases like that, provincial rules would supersede. Do um, you, yeah. Please don't tell me my boss is right. <laughs> so, now, first of all... hypothetical. I mean, nobody's leaving at the moment. Yeah. Does, do you guys cross provincial or federal borders? Um, fed, some of the guys are do night runs to various U.S. Yeah. Uh, locations. And do you... All of um, us are required to be able to do so. So we all have fast cards, for example. Okay. And do you, do you guys cross provincial borders? 
rarely, but it's not unheard. Actually, other people in our station don't usually. People in other terminals do. Montreal, okay. for example, will run to Belleville, and we pick up freight from there. Yeah, so you would you would uh, be considered federally regulated. Um, federally regulated, yes. okay. So um, you would be federally re- regulated. So your minimum entitlements are significantly less than okay. um, than if you were provincially regulated. Um, okay. But that's not the, the end of the story because uh, it doesn't really matter what the minimum standards um, stipulate in terms of the Employment Standards Act or the Canada Labor Code because all employees in Ontario have common law termination entitlements. And those okay. are going to be greater than either your Employment Standards Act or Canada Labor Code minimums. Um, okay. So, for instance, um, you know, how long have you been there? Uh, ten years and it's non-union. Yeah, okay, and ten years non-union. And how old are you? 58. 58. And uh, so, you know, given your years of service, position, um, and age, um, you could be getting somewhere around, you know, a year's worth of severance pay. Um, Now, your minimums are going to be less than that um, because, um, and those are under the Canada Labor Code, but your minimums would be less than that under the Employment Standards Act too. So, um, you know, unless you agreed in some type of contract of employment to limit yourself to just the minimum entitlements, it doesn't really impact things um, other than what they have to pay you for sure, right. no matter what at the time of termination. But um, whether you were provincially regulated or federally, federally regulated, you would get around a right. year's worth of severance pay. Okay, so the bottom line is still the same. Don't sign anything I'm telling you. Correct. Don't, exactly. uh, if they ever try to get you to introduce a contract, um, don't sign it. And um, you, know, you, you certainly, certainly shouldn't sign that because you could be limiting yourself to the, the CLC minimums and uh, that won't be... Um, very generous at all. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Hugh. Appreciate uh, appreciate your call. Any more uh, information moving forward, you can email Dave Collum, help at employmenthour.com or 1-855-821-5900 and always use that severance pay calculator at severancepaycalculator.com. Phone line's still open. Lots of time for you to call it as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or if you choose, one 225 talk That number is uh, is toll-free. Temporary layoffs, continue our chat. So how do you uh, properly handle or respond to that temporary layoff? Yeah, that's a uh, a great question, John. And, uh, you know, we we follow a different approach uh, depending on the person and the situation. Um, and it, it really depends on what um, you know the the employee's intentions are because I've spoken with people who are placed on a temporary layoff for the first time and they're not looking for a severance package they're not looking to um, you know c- claim constructive dismissal they're not looking to fight with their employer they just want their job right they don't want to be placed on a layoff yeah. um, they need to work um, and they want to get back to work as soon as possible and in that type of case. I always start with what's called a demand letter where we would explain, you know, explain to the company that this is a constructive dismissal, that the employee has an option to consider it as such, but that he doesn't want to, that he wants to come back to work. And um, we basically just ask for, you know, the return to work. Um, and we say if that doesn't happen, he'll have no choice but to consider it as, as a, uh, you know, a termination. Um, and, you know, that way we, we get it out there that a... They're not accepting these types of uh, this this change to their employment. So they're not accepting layoffs moving forward. Um, so even if they are called back, they've already put it on the record that they're against these and they don't approve of it. And importantly, it allows the person, uh, the individual, the opportunity to go back to work. And I actually have had a number of cases where they do return to work in those circumstances. Yeah. Now, um, if 
that's kind of the end of the line. That because uh, a lot of the time these temporary layoffs come up when the when employees having issues, right? Um, so right. the employer a lot of the time will use it as a way to um, you know get rid of the employee, hope that the employee can find a new job during the layoff. Um, and just goes away, and they don't have to pay severance pay. Yeah. Um, and in that case, you know, you can you can tell there, there's a, there's a big difference between you know the, the views of the employee and what their objectives are and what their intentions are. So uh, we'll take that into consideration and uh, and move forward with wrongful dismissal action in that case. You know, it's funny when you we talk about uh, you know t- temporary layoffs and people accepting them accepting them for whatever reason. I know you and Lior have both said this. You know, if you're going to the same two same employee, two different scenarios. So you know what, the boss comes and says. You know what? For the next uh, 35 weeks, I'm going to chop your salary in half and only give you 50 cents, 50 cents of the dollars. The employees going to say, "No, you're not. There's yeah. not, no way in hell you're going to do that." But yet, if you say, "You know, I got to lay off for 35 weeks," oh, okay, that's 100 percent of your salary. Yeah, I know. You I know. know. It's, it's amazing that that you know people have tried to say that that's you know permitted or um, right. you know, that it's not a constructive dismissal. You're like, if it's a, a 10 percent reduction in pay, a 15 percent reduction in pay, I'm pretty confident to saying that that's a uh, constructive dismissal. Yet. Somehow, all of a sudden, it becomes a hundred percent reduction, yeah, exactly. uh, and, and that or, or there's confusion about that, and it shouldn't be the case. Uh, the reason it arises is because the Employment Standards Act does um, allow for for temporary layoffs, so it doesn't allow an employer to lay you off for 13 weeks and even right. longer, 35 weeks, if uh, benefits are continued. And right. uh, but that's the Employment Standards Act, and at common law, um, you know that's that's still. Absolutely, a constructive dismissal unless the employer has a contract, uh, has some type of language that allows them to do it and right. do it in accordance with the Employment Standards Act. And that can be, um, you know, that can happen through a written employment contract or, you know, the employee accepting layoffs uh, throughout their tenure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That number is toll free, as you know. Uh, Ian, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you today? Uh, well, here's the situation. Uh, I've been with the same company for 44 and a half years, full time. Uh, still employed. I just turned 65. I'm collecting my old age pension and my Canada pension. Uh, I'm having deductions made on both so I don't get killed at the end next year in income tax. <sighs> right. Uh, okay, so I've looked after that part. Here's my question. If a company ever came to me to give me a severance package with 44 and a half years full-time service, what could I expect? My, my salary is, is about 68000 a year. That's an which easy is one. About, which is about top rate for, you know, at the, uh, for the level of job that I'm in. What type of job are you doing, Ian? Uh, food, let's just leave it at food retail. Don't ask me who. Sure. Yeah, no, no, of course not. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, you know, there's not many people with 44 years of service. Um, yeah. it's a very unique situation. Um, you know, generally, um, a lot of severance packages seem to max out at 28, 30 months on the most, you know, the furthest, um, you know, outside of the, 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 you know, the usual one, the max out was 24 months, but it, recently in the last couple of years, there have been somewhere 26, 28 and 30 months have been awarded. Wow. Um, and, and you could, you know, easily be up, uh, towards that range, but it would never be less than 24 months. Um, right. are you union Ian? Uh, I'm non-union. Yeah. So, so, so that doesn't I'll mean be- the employer will offer that. 
mind you. Right. Um, that's <laughs> what, uh, what, what uh, you know, I, I believe a court would award and what your right. legal entitlements would be. But, um, yeah. you know, you know it, it all depends on the employer. But I think it would be very hard for any uh, any employment lawyer, even if they're, you know, the staunchest supporter of uh, you know, employers or management to... Uh, to say that you would get less, any less than two years of severance pay. Right. So the so the colleagues of mine that have been let go are again you know, were were given 24 months. Right. But they were given, but they were they were, the conditions were they got their salary as they would normally weekly for two years. Yep. But if they got a full time job, they had to let the company know, and then they and then that that would terminate. It would stop. Yeah. That's and right. that's that is common. Um, you know, we we do see that, um, because your severance pay, um. Your severance entitlements are subject to what's called mitigation. So any income you earn um, is actually deducted from what um, the employer owes you if you go to court. Right. Now, so now, yeah. Sorry. No, no, so you go. So here's the other half of the question now. Sure. In my position, okay, again, seven weeks vacation, they could have somebody at a lesser salary than me at three weeks vacation. What type of position am I in to go to the company and say, what, what can, we, can we strike a deal? What, what, you know, how, does, how does that work? Yeah, that's you're in a, it's a tough spot because if once they know that that's what you're looking for, um, and you've asked for it, you just you lose a lot of leverage in terms of the negotiation, right? Um, because they could turn around and say, okay, we'll give you you know a year's worth of severance pay, and then if you say no, I want you know twenty six months, they can turn right. around and say no, no, fine, we won't we won't offer you you know you can continue to work, yeah. right? Right. Uh, so when you Start the process. You're always, um, you know, you, you you don't have a lot of leverage if you're the one asking for it. Um, now, you know, in some cases, you can, you know, I, I don't know how you know how the, the decisions are made at your uh, employer, but um, you know, they may be like you say, they may be happy to move on. So um, you could ask them about it. You could say, well, you know, what would it look like? I'm still happy to work, but um, what would a severance package look like? And just see what they do. Right. Right. So yeah. So the um, other- yeah. So the other the, the, the dilemma that I'm in, if you want to call it that, I'm in a good dilemma. Yeah, I mean, the one thing you don't want to do is retire, right? Because the, and just... I, I don't, I don't want to reach my my. It was just uh, saying, my dad lived till he was 93. My mom lived till she was 92. I'm in great health. I don't take a pill for anything. Yeah. And uh, and I'm a people person. I like to be out there with my customers and talking. And I'd go nuts if I was sitting at home. Right. And sure. The, and that's the reason why I won't retire because I don't know what I do with mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. So I mean I I think you know in your position it's best just to you know keep you know keep working um if it happens if they offer you something um great you know you kind of know what the what you know what it should look like but um right. once you initiate it um you're going to lose some leverage there. All right. Okay, I'll sit back and hang tight and, <laughs> and, and keep working. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. So what can yeah. you do, right? I mean I'm in a good position. I don't I don't get up in the morning and say oh damn, I have to go to work today. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate that. Continued health and uh, continued long working career. 44 years in one place, that's rare to find, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. It sounds like he's been there for most of his uh, you know, working life. So Yeah, for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free. You want to call through and uh, get your questions and answers just like Ian did. That's a good uh, good time to do it now till around 10 to 8. As we go here for a, a few more minutes, temporary layoff. So uh, an employer does lay an employee off temporarily. Now, what does the employee do? Yeah, that, the employee needs to make a decision, um, right. you know, how they want to handle it. Um, and like we were speaking about before, if their objective is to return to work and get that job, you know, get 
get their position back. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a letter is the best thing to do. Um, if the employees, you know, if that's the end of it, you know, that's, you know, a, a number of issues have been coming up and that's kind of the end of the line, um, then we would be, uh, we, you know, we'd proceed likely with uh, wrongful dismissal action and, and jump right to, to the litigation. Um, and uh, like, you know, like we have talked about, it isn't very important either way to make it clear that you do not accept layoffs right. moving forward. Because if you do accept it, and you don't you don't do anything. You just go home and, and you collect the eye, and then they call you back in you know 13 weeks. Well, they they can then have an argument next time to say, oh no, you already accepted it. You allowed this, yeah. so you, you knew that this could happen again. Um, even if it does happen, you can you know even if you go off for a couple of weeks and you don't you know you, you you it's a lot to go through. You haven't really done anything yet, and all of a sudden they call you back quickly. You can say you know just to be clear, I'm not accepting this moving forward. Right. Even so. it, but you only got a short window, right? You do, yeah. It's like any type of changes to the employment relationship. You you don't yeah. want to acquiesce for too long because eventually it just becomes yeah. a term of employment. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, act quickly um, in this type of situation because, uh, you know, it's it's important because it could become a term of employment and then you're in a position where you can be laid off uh, temporarily, uh, you know, whenever uh, the employer wants. Yeah, it's like we often say, you know, you crack the door open, you've given them the license to kick it wide open. So uh, yeah. how often do you, off, really, how often do you see it happening, temporary layoffs? I would say it's about 5% of the, the cases I see. So it's not common. It's not the most common. I mean, most of the thing, situations we deal with are, you know, outright yeah. terminations. Um, but it does happen. And, uh, you know, so one of the big ones actually we see is, um, and, and you alluded to it earlier, John, where um, the seasonal layoffs, so they get let yeah. go through the winter. And then... At you know when they're supposed to come back in April or, or whatever it is, um, you know the employer kind of says, you know what, actually I, I don't we don't really have anything right now, so we'll right. call you back later, and right. uh, or we'll call you later. And then they never get called back, and that, a lot of the time will happen older employees or or employees who are maybe a little more expensive, and um, that's a situation I see sometimes, and uh, it's it's difficult because the person has been like you know has been laid off you know every year seasonally, but then all of a sudden they're in a position where they have to look for work and they've never done that before, and people have already made their hires, um, you know, at that time. So um, that's really tough, and if they miss that hiring period, um, they may not be able to get work until the next year at that time. Uh, so that can uh, you know they can really uh, be without income for a long time. Is that not somewhat of a caveat, though? Because, say, for 12 years in the construction industry, you get laid off every October, right. say, for the wintertime. And now this one particular year, it's like, oh, sorry, you're not coming back. Isn't there? Shouldn't there be something there? Because it was gar- almost guaranteed for the previous 11 years that you would go back? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that would be a termination, a constructive right. termination. Like, right. So um, a lot of employers will try to, you know, construction companies and will try to say, oh, no, you've, we've always laid them off. Um, he knew that he could, you know, it was uh, temporary, or, uh, you know, his employment wasn't guaranteed that we could be let go whenever we wanted or laid off whenever we wanted, but right. that's not the case. The case was that, yes, he was laid off every, you know, winter, and that's fine. That was a term of employment, but um, the other term of employment was that he got brought back to work um, right. w- when the season started again, and that's not happening now. So it's just a regular uh, termination, and uh, the severance entitlement should, uh, should reflect his uh, actual, you know, his age, years of service, and position like anyone else. In fact, well, I was going to say that as far as uh, severance is concerned uh, for a temporary layoff, what's the entitlement? The same? Uh, exactly the same, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's yeah. sometimes a, a misconception out there that certain industries, um, like the construction construction industry, that employees aren't entitled to as much severance pay, but, um, you know, that's simply not true. Um, we still look at the, you know, the availability of similar work, age, position, uh, length of service. If employers want to be able to lay off uh, te- uh, employees temporarily, what do they have to do first? 
Yeah, the best uh, best as a best practice is to have it in employment contracts that the person signs before they start working there or before they start the position uh, that clearly states that they're allowed to uh, be laid off and they accept layoffs as a term of employment um, in accordance with the Employment Standards Act. That's it's foolproof. You're allowed to do it. Um, obviously, if you have you know if you've done it in the past, that that also allows you. But the contract of employment is is the best way to do it. And uh, like we said uh, earlier in the show, um, you can't just introduce that. Um, without uh, you know, without giving the employee something. So if you wanted the best case to do it is when they start the employment uh, relationship. But um, if you want to introduce it, uh, you know, in the middle of it, you're going to have to provide something like a promotion, salary increase, or signing right. bonus uh, for right. consideration. Got about a minute and a half or two minutes left here, so I'll throw a question at you uh, quickly. An email from Sissy says, after I was let go, I signed my termination paperwork without speaking to a lawyer because I was very emotional and under a lot of stress. I think my severance offer was not good. Is there anything I can do about it? That's a tough situation. I mean, if they sign the document, if there's a release, if they're accepting it, um, it'd be very difficult to get around that. Um, There'd be a couple things we'd look for. One is if uh, it's equal to or less than their Employment Standards Act minimums. Um, then that could be a lack of consideration. And because the, the, the fact is this per- sissy is entitled to this, um, her minimum standards, whether or not she signed something. So if all that uh, the releases, you know, all the, the, the deal was is they're going to give her what she would have gotten anyways, right. um, that could be a way around it. Um, and to say that, uh, you know, it's not enforceable, that it's not, uh, you know, that they can't rely on that to limit you um, and uh, prevent you from going after a full severance package. Uh, the the under the issue of duress, um, it could also come into it. I had a situation once where the employee was put into a room and said, "You can't leave until you sign this." Yeah, that's not good. Right, and uh, you know, so she signed it because she didn't know what to do. And it it all it was also um, it was just her minimum standard. So um, you know, there was no way that that was going to be enforceable for um, for a number of different reasons. So. That's it for uh, another night. You have any more questions about temporary layoffs or severance for that matter? You can call Dave, member of the team. No problem. Now that the show is done, we are back here uh, Wednesday evening. By the way, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. There is help at employmenthour.com and of course severancepaycalculator.com to find out what your severance should be. Back Wednesday evening, and of course, Employment Hour and Thirty happens on Global TV and CTV. That happens on your weekday mornings on TV as well. So we'll do that. Till next time, Wednesday night, it's the Employment Hour right here on Global News. Radio.